0: You're listening to a Rock Candy Podcast.
1: Hi, this is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever.
2: Hey, everybody, this is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us.
1: Welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever, and... John and I are both on the naughty list this year.
2: Hey.
1: I'm Andrew. Mm,
2: Jolly, Jolly John.
1: (laughs) Ho, 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 John.
2: Ho, ho. Hey, it's time for a podcast.
1: Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone, Magpod Nation. We appreciate you sticking with us. This is going to be our last episode of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, Before... We wrap up this truly, truly perfect year. <laughs> yes. Nothing, nothing noteworthy to speak of. Uh, normal. It's been, it's been a totally normal year. We're all going to be celebrating Christmas around all of our loved ones in a normal way.
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know about you, John, but I've, I just had a huge Christmas party.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, you,
1: uh, you out there not masking up and right. hanging out with a bunch of people?
2: Yep, I'm like, come on by, the only condition, no masks, baby. (laughs) Yeah, Um, just,
1: we're going to play our favorite game, see who can spit in my mouth.
2: (laughs) It is a fun holiday game, you have to admit.
1: Classic, classic holiday game. It's like, all right, you stand behind the line so you can spit in my mouth. It's really fun.
2: (laughs) Next year, we'll have to play that for real.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just a Magpod tradition.
2: Yep. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Um, Yeah.
1: Wear your goddamn masks, everybody! Yes, please. <laughs> what I don't know, at, what are we at? Almost 315,000. I don't know. Where are we at right now? Like, right, I don't no. know what more it's gonna take. <laughs> like, like I don't, I, just, I, don't know what's, what about you know what's happening in Illinois? But like, there are these defiant bar owners here right, right, in right. Minnesota that are just like, just got to open up our bar, gotta stick it to Governor Walls. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's all the big joke. Until, yeah. you know, you're dead and your kid doesn't have a dad on Christmas morning. You know, it's all a
2: big uh, laugh, you know? It's kind of ah, like, like the Sun Christmas Shoes. Um, <laughs> which we Would you hurry, <laughs> please? I want to open up my shitty suburban bar. <laughs> I want a beer at 10 a.m. Oh man. Merry Christmas everybody. <laughs> merry, merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm just I'm just
1: at the end of my rope, John. I'm I'm just so over oh, yeah. people being dumb. Like yeah. look. I hear, yeah. Like I get it. We all want to do stuff. We all <laughs> yeah. want to be all with our friends and our family. But stop making excuses for why you're different and why okay. you're not going to be the problem and why everybody else is the problem. That's not Definitely. how viruses work, guys. Correct. I'm just so I'm just like I keep seeing I keep seeing stuff on social media and I'm just so I'm just so exhausted and so frustrated and you know and we're just now getting the vaccines and yep. people are but are still acting so irresponsibly and I'm like hey, let's have let's try and do our best to have a normal Christmas next year. Can right. we can we do that people? can we just yeah. like just the novel idea of like wearing a mask and and not like not playing spit in your mouth you know like if we can do that that would be awesome and this has uh, been this has been Andrew's covid corner
2: <laughs> we oh man this whole year's kind of been our covid corner That's we true. uh yes i will not be leaving the confines of my uh not large house this christmas but uh, you know, through the power of podcasting, we can, <laughs> we can go out all around the world and be with all of you. That's right. Uh, d- during this holiday season, that's uh, right. The real, the real Christmas prezi has been <laughs> Magpod Nations. It's, uh, it's, been
1: the, it's been the Magpod listeners we've made along the way.
2: That's right. Exactly. Um, so we wanted to do one more this year. We do have, of course, a Five Iron Christmas song. To cover, which we haven't talked about yet, we haven't. Uh, we got our buddy Robert Gay coming up in the next segment, talking uh, talking <laughs> his role in Christmas Shoes, talking those
1: Christmas talk shoes, talking
2: Christmas shoes. He is the the <laughs> child soloist in the classic uh, two thousand Christmas song, uh, Christmas Shoes. So get ready for that. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're covering the the Happy Christmas Tooth and Nail comp from nineteen ninety eight, um, and we wanted to we wanted to explore some some Christmas fun before, uh, before 2021 dawns.
1: Yes. Which I can't wait. I know, man. Can't wait. Just let's just scrape this year off the bottom of our shoes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, hose it off.
2: Five iron has made this, this year uh, better than it would have been uh, without the podcast. So I am grateful for that, but uh, I'm very ready to move on to 2021 slash season three of our lives
1: i'm so excited for season three as we have discussed for those who maybe didn't hear the other episodes the last episode uh next season season three magnified pod presents pods from the penalty box we're gonna be talking skate punk tooth and Mm -hmm. nail uh, probably some BEC. We'll see. We'll see. We 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 don't have a completely exhaustive list, but we are adding bands yes. by the day. Yeah. So, uh, you got your slick shoes. Got your goatee hook. Got your Craig's brother. Your hangnail. Your value pack. Um. So we we will have a variety of bands. More to come. Yep. Stay tuned for season three.
2: You know, speaking of value pack. Yeah, we Did we talk about this on the last episode? I don't know mm-hmm. if we did or not. But, um, wait, I said value pack. What I meant was Hangnail. <laughs> I'm getting my season three bands mixed up. Okay. Point is, Hangnail got yeah. that new Christmas EP, baby. Oh, man. I'm, I don't think we did talk about this, did we?
1: I don't think we did. I don't think we did talk about, but this new Hangnail EP.
2: <laughs> That's right. I Jingle jangle.
1: I am, yeah, jingle jangle indeed. I am super, I've been super into it. I've been listening to it a bunch. And, you know, as somebody who, you know, has heard any number of versions of Oh Holy Night, I found myself getting a little emotional. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it's, it, it spoke to me. Um, yeah. but they also, the, Inclusion of uh, The Carol of the Bells Guitar part yeah, Like the Like I just Like they meshed Like meshing songs together Yeah They did great arrangements But we will get We will get to that eventually Yeah But I'm Yeah if you haven't listened to The Christmas Hymns EP by Hangnail um, Check it out Check it Out
2: Did you So what is your Relationship to these Happy Christmas comps uh, that Tooth and Nail slash BEC put out. I. This when did is, you first it, hear Happy Christmas? Um. Hear of Happy Christmas? Uh,
1: this year. Yeah. Like recently. Days. Yeah. <laughs> like I think I've started seeing it recently because people were talking about it in different than the Five Iron Group, the I right. Hate Five Iron Frenzy Group and or maybe some or some other tooth and nail adjacent groups right but i didn't listen to this growing up uh i probably would have enjoyed it uh in more than i maybe did <laughs> listening weekend. to some of some of the songs yeah uh and i'm just starting to realize something that this um that this this album has kind of made me realize, uh the supertones have not aged well in my yeah, mind.
2: No, I feel like they hadn't aged well when they were <laughs> putting out albums
1: i i liked I liked the supertones back in the day, sure. but hearing hearing joy to the world and this particular version of it it's yeah. it's not good. It is not a good song. No, um,
2: no disrespect to the Supertones. I just it's never really been my bag and as time has passed that has only been more the case.
1: Yeah, you know, I I I observe their place in the yeah, the pantheon of the the big 3 uh in, in of of Christian the Christian ska scene. Mm-hmm. But they just—they just don't stack up anywhere near. If we're putting them on podiums, yeah, five irons podium is is into the stratosphere. They are Correct. just way better and have held up a whole lot better, yeah, uh, than the Supertones did.
2: Yeah, I once you shared with me. We were talking about what we were going to talk about in this episode, and you were like, "We should." maybe cover this album and i was like oh i didn't know this existed um and once he shared with me the album cover i was like i guess i've seen that cover i'm sure i've seen this around but for whatever reason i just never had my hands on it and i have never heard i mean to my memory i haven't heard this song you gotta get up by five iron until this week um this is one volume of five volumes of this uh comp that tooth and nail and bc did um So the first one was in 98, the second one was in 99, which has Christmas Day by MXPX. So I surely had some level of awareness of that one at some point. Uh, It also has Sixpence on the Richards. You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, which I know I've heard. And a couple of these first Happy Christmas comps had uh, Hangnail (laughs) Christmas songs, but not uh, any of the songs that ended up on their new EP. So those are fun to go check out. Um, Volume 2 has... Old little town of Bethlehem by them, and those still sound good. Uh, they then did a volume three in 2000, a volume four in 05, and a volume five in 2010. And I think that's it, but yeah, I'm sure folks out there are more familiar than we are, but I, I was not aware of this until this week, and it was fun listening to him. Um, not bowled over with <laughs> a ton of it, no. including the five iron song, but I uh, will get into it shortly.
1: Yeah, the uh, the cover, the cover reminds me of the uh, 2009 horror movie Orphan. Uh, <laughs> sure. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, yes. just sort of like that dark eyed girl with like right. the, the pigtails and, and like, I'm just like, yeah, that's sort of a it's sort of give me Orphan vibes.
2: Um, it's like an angel playing like a mandolin or something like that. Yeah. Like a lute um, or something. Th- yes. Perhaps a lute. But yeah, she's definitely yeah. given off some, some, Black shark eyed vibes, <laughs> um, orphan style. Orphan style, black shark eyes. Yeah, you know, classic angel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know the when you think about the biblical references to angels, there's Wasn't a reason. There? There's no. a reason they people are always like flipping out. It's right. probably because they're like, "What the fuck is wrong? Whoa, what the, Jesus! Right. Look at your face!"
2: Wasn't like, there some whole meme going around about like biblically accurate angels or whatever? Um, I know sounds- Sadie Hawkins pod did something about this too, but yeah, just the fact that they had like all these eyes all over them or whatever. <laughs> so it that sounds about right. Yeah. Creepy. It's creepy. Um, creepy.
1: Yeah. It's cause it's like, it's like giving me like medieval like vibes. And then there's like, that's not the whole vibe of the, of the album at all.
2: Right. Um, should we get into the song? I think we absolutely should. That's Let's, good.
1: uh, start off with uh <laughs> the song that i was saying right off the bat is not good uh choice <laughs> of the world by the supertones and there are some production ticks in this that mm. i want to point out and i'm very curious to hear if you noticed these as well mm. about enough yeah uh they they have this like they do this number of times in the song where they have these abrupt stops like where right. they like and it it sounds like a mistake uh, it almost it almost sounds like it was a,
3: a... i
2: it, think that's where you do your, your little scott jump
1: yeah i know but it it's it's it doesn't I don't know for me it it, it was like a very jarring a jarring oh, moment.
2: What are we doing? It's like here?
1: oh like is this a it just didn't sound sure. natural. It sounded no. like they cut out the space. Yeah. Like it took all the air out of the song sure. and then they just like spliced it together and it just uh, it sounds very unnatural to me.
2: Yeah. It's uh it's not my favorite my favorite thing ever.
1: No. And I don't think I don't think Matt's voice Sounds, doesn't sound great. Doesn't sound great either. A little flat. A little pitchy. Yeah. yeah. Not not the best. But you know, this was also probably, you know, kind of at the height of when the Supertones were just like crushing right. it. So it doesn't surprise me that this is, you know, number one on the on the. Sure. Yeah. When right. people pick up this pick this up, they the first thing they see pick is it like, up, oh, pick it up. <laughs> exactly the first thing they see is the super tone. So of course they're going to be like, Oh, I'm just going to just going to buy this, you know, on a, on the weight of that alone. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Not, not my favorite on the record. Agreed. Um, so yeah, this is coming on the heels of super tone strike back, which came out in, um, 97. So got it. All right, let's uh, move on to a song that I do think rules.
0: Mm. Hell yeah.
2: <laughs> into it. Way into it.
3: Sleigh
1: I'm very much into this.
2: <laughs> yeah. We didn't do a top three for this, but this is my favorite song on this album. <laughs> yeah. It um,
1: doesn't surprise me starting out with all the bleeps and the bloops.
2: Yeah, man. It's you just know,
1: like. We'll, we'll, we're probably going to have to cover Joy Electric when we do a future season with some more of like the more indie, indie indie stuff or maybe more the outside of the, the realm of the typical tooth and nail.
2: Yeah, um, for sure. But, I look yeah. very forward to that future season whenever it comes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the joy electric mogi eight bit gloriousness, I just immediately am into it. Uh, I understand if that's not your vibe, but it is mine. Uh, this also appeared on their uh, Christmas album, The Magic of Christmas, which came out in two thousand three, uh, which is also I mean if you're into this, you're gonna enjoy that collection. so yeah, love it. Um, and now, uh
1: chasing Furies. A not familiar band that I I too was not familiar with
2: boring
1: is this tooth and nail
2: hmm. what uh, is it what are we? What are we doing here? More like sleepy, boring. Nailed <laughs> it. <laughs> it's fine.
1: I mean, this this sounds like it would be something on, you know, one of those compilations my parents would listen now, to. Now that's
2: what I call mediocre <laughs> Christmas pop. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, it's it's got some like some ambient sounds in the background. It yep. sounds, you know, like you're you're that's getting a so- you're sitting to get a sonogram or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I assume that's the that's the baby Jesus inside Mary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's that's
1: like, hey, Mary, it's a boy. Hey, Joseph, have a cigar, guy.
2: Uh, oh
1: man, yeah, no, this is this is kind of your straightforward Christmassy cover, and it just it doesn't really. This yeah. one didn't do anything for me. Now hey. this song, on the other hey, hand. Hey. Get those Martin brothers over here. That's right.
2: This is great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this song is awesome. Yes. Uh, also on the Starflyer 60, Starflyer 69, yeah, nice. Starflyer 50. Yeah, nice. Starflyer 69. Am I right, guys?
0: Hey. Uh,
1: Starflyer 59 album that came out in the same year. Yeah. Um, and uh, like when I when I was listening to this comp the first time, I'm like, like, like this. Wait a second and I had to look it up cuz I'm like yeah this is this is just they're not doing this just for the album. We talked about this later with yeah. Robert Gay, but I'm like yeah, they just sort of like like hey, the song's got holiday, slap it on there. <laughs> yes. But I'm not mad about it. It's a it's an awesome no. song.
2: The the Martin Brothers dominate this compilation and I yeah. am not complaining about that. There's another <laughs> no. song we'll get to that I'm also way into, but yeah. uh yeah, I like this one a lot.
1: Um all right, let's uh Let's go on to why we're all here. You got to get up, bro. Hey. Bro, you up? I think I'm up. You getting up? You no know, it's it's Christmas, bro. <laughs> you getting
2: up? Are you getting up there? You
1: you getting up there? <laughs>
3: You gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up It's Christmas morning Last night I heard reindeer on my room Think I'm exaggerating but I swear that it's the truth You gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up It's Christmas morning Did my sister get a baby doll, did my brother get his bike? Did I get the red wagon, the kind that makes you fly? Oh, I hope there be peace on earth. I know there's goodwill toward men on account of that baby born in Bethlehem.
1: I mean, this song's just fun.
2: It is fun. Uh, I wrote fine, fun. <laughs> 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 I'm not really bowled over by it. Uh, I like the horns Yeah Um, The lyrics and the vocal delivery Are a little lacking Um, He says you gotta get up a lot (laughs) Uh, All of which made more sense When I realized that it was a a cover song Yes Um, And the Rich Mullins original I think all of that stuff Makes more sense In the context of that version of the song Um, But I do think this is a really fun You know, ska uh, Horn arrangement version uh, Of what's more of a kind of, you know, pop ballad.
1: Yeah. It, it, it works for me. Like I, you know, I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a Mullins head, but.
2: Yeah. I was going to ask what your relationship to him was.
1: <laughs> I, I couldn't, I can't name a single Rich Mullins song.
2: Oh yeah, you can buddy. Um, Do I, mean, I, is it. Isn't he awesome God? Yeah, he's awesome God. He's
1: awesome God. Okay. So I don't know, I don't know his body
2: of work. I will say awesome God does not speak well to what is genuinely, I think, a, a good body of work. I mean, he's a really cool guy. He um sort of left the world of the evangelical worship scene to go like live on a um reservation, I wanna say, and like um, his theology and approach to music certainly progressed. Um, so I think he's a really interesting guy. He's obviously an extremely talented singer songwriter. He's, I know he's a, he means a lot to people, but he's not, he hasn't been somebody for me that's been a real uh, fixture either. Um, I didn't but, you know, realize
1: like, he died so young.
2: Yeah. He, for me, I've kind of always, uh, like he and Keith Green have kind of been yeah. like similar in my mind where it's okay. like these sort of, you know, piano based singer songwriters who were like better, um, artists and more interesting people than the scene that they came from uh, gave them credit for and then both died super young and kind of left this legacy you know rich mullins is kind of like the ragamuffin gospel thing that's kind of owed to his sensibility uh which became a whole thing um, yeah so, sort anyway,
1: of a I, brennan brennan Manning right right, sort right. Of situation yeah
2: he wrote that book kind of based around rich mullins's sort of uh theology and poetry and stuff so um I don't know. I I I hadn't heard that Rich Mullins song either. I think I I prefer that version. Um, I think it's you know it's kind of like the piano tin whistle vibe. But I do think it's a fun. If Iron's going to do a Christmas song, I think this is a fun one. I wouldn't be wouldn't be mad if we were at a Christmas show and they played this one.
1: Oof. Yeah. I'm just reading about Rich Mullins's death. Please.
2: Yeah. It's very don't, sad. Don't do it. Yeah. That <laughs> no, don't
1: ruin your sad. Christmas. Right. Um, but. Anyway, yeah. Um, on that on that note, um, <laughs> let's uh, let's start off this song with a well, very weird. Do you have? Yeah,
2: I'll come in with mine. <laughs> All right, sir. <Sarah>, relax. <laughs> okay. um, no, I was just going to say, time wise, musically, I don't. This was right around the time Scott was leaving, so this was. Yes. Yeah, this would this, have been late. This made
1: me feel. This this did give me some quantity vibes yeah to it.
2: I can't tell if it it's from that batch that kind of sort of final Scott batch or if it's from the new era of them wondering what to do, but it doesn't sound out of step with some of the stuff Scott was doing with them, um but I know it would have fallen right around that time, so anyway, just wanted to mention that we can move along
1: deal uh Sarah, what do you have to say for yourself?
3: yeah I'll just'll come in with my wait, dun-
1: dun- dun- wait do you want but do, do you want later. to okay? okay. Okay, so you okay, wanna d- yeah, okay, okay, gotcha.
3: One, two, and three, two, three.
1: Home down.
2: Um a Sarah Mason. Yeah, um, I actually really like that song. I feel like you're about to make fun of it, but let's I
1: don't. It's it's a little much. It's it's a little sure. It's a little much for me. Yeah, it, it the the affectations that she
2: has. <laughs> yeah, I understand.
1: it has got Like. <laughs> Calm, calm
2: down. <laughs> There's a you know that Thirty Rock episode where it's like they hire this female comic and she talks in a really like squeaky voice and Liz Lemon is like, why don't you cut it out with like the sexy baby voice? And she's like, that is my real voice. I'm a very sexy baby. <laughs> There's like certain female vocalist songs that uh, Jenny and I will hear and be like, oh, that's a sexy baby song. Um, but I, I do really like Sarah Mason a lot. I respect her as a singer songwriter. She uh she's married to David Dark, which I don't know if we've ever talked about him. Do you know David Dark? I do not. He is uh an author who I think you would really um appreciate um but they've done a lot of stuff together uh the kind of like Nashville staples um but uh yeah, David Dark wrote uh, books like uh The Gospel According to America and um The Sacredness of Questioning Everything. He's a really interesting guy. Oh, interesting. I, yeah, I think both of their approaches to kind of Songwriting and um, faith-based writing in general uh, are both really interesting, and I do like her, but I certainly understand your, <laughs> your hang-ups on the song.
1: And it appears that uh, her sister is married to John Foreman from Switchfoot.: ah, Oh,
2: Well, it all comes together.
1: All comes together because we, we do have a Switchfoot song.:
2: That's true, on this record.
1: Uh, Plank Guy.
3: Us asleep on the hay The cattle are lowing The baby awakes The little Lord Jesus No crying he makes I love thee Lord Jesus Look down from the sky And stay by my cradle Till morning is night So let them praise him So let them
1: I was on board for this song until they started doing the <laughs> round. The yeah, and it just becomes a mess for yeah. like 45 seconds.
2: <laughs> I uh, think this whole thing is okay.
1: It was like I felt like it. That just slams on the brakes for me. Yeah, it it just becomes a cacophony. Right. And I like I like that they that they went for it and they were trying, but it just it just when sounds. I don't think it's, it just, it just doesn't. (laughs) The tightest
2: ever. No. Yeah. I don't know. You know, we've talked a few times about like the Christmas punk uh, albums that work for us. And I think like, you know, the Hangnail record we mentioned, the Bad Religion record we've talked about a couple of times, I'd say even the Weezer album of Christmas songs, like they're all good because they're like fairly straightforward Rock or punk rock versions of like great hymns, and this is like almost that, but just not, it's too sloppy and yeah, it doesn't reflect the musicality of the songs that they're covering in the way that those other ones do. But it's okay,
1: yeah, it's fine, it's fine, except take this part out. Um, Almanzo,
2: (laughs) not familiar with them,
1: no, me neither.
3: (laughs) Mary, boring <laughs> on Christmas
2: Day. they took a great song <laughs> how can we make this as boring as possible <laughs> like
1: I don't understand the the need to like you're doing an alternative album. Yeah. Like this, kind, this version of the song has been done. Right. Yeah. It doesn't need to be done like this.
2: But like, it's me, Amanza, <laughs> Senor Cartgage. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I imagine him. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about this guy. Maybe he's beloved. Maybe it's more than I can.
1: That's so slow. Uh, it's huh? like, huh. it's so, it's like slower than it needs to be. You're yeah. like, but, 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 hey, hold on a second. You guys are playing it pretty slow, but if, what if you, let me just, just track with me here. <laughs> Here's an idea. Here's an idea. What if you did it even
2: slower? slower? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you talking? S- this, I've heard some right? slow things in my life. This is pretty slow. But Hear me out. monzo. <laughs>
1: Oh man That's enough of that I don't know Maybe we're going to get A lot of hate For people who love The Almanzo God rest you married gentlemen But I
2: mean Pazzo Season 4 <laughs> Book it <laughs> Pep squad boys Don't know them either
3: Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad
1: That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, (laughs) So, like, I'm not familiar with Pep Squad at all. But, um, yeah, it just looks like... um, for white people. So I'm like,
2: yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I got that sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just like, just doing like the, yeah, putting on the voice a little bit makes yeah. me
2: a little bit, you know, I don't know. So this is kind of adjacent to our mayonnaise taco Monday, et cetera, discussions. Or I'm sure, like, sure. A couple members of that band doing it fine. The rest, well, a little <laughs> questionable.
1: <laughs> little, little questionable. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fine though. Still, It's still fun. Still fun. Hey, uh, John, ready to go on a trip? We got Bob Voyage over here. for three for the Martins.
2: This is probably my second favorite uh, song yeah. on the record. Uh, yeah, those Martins crushing it as always. Um, yeah. Do you know much about Bon Voyage? I do not.
1: No, but this is um, this is Julie,
2: right? Martin. This is uh, Jason, Jason Martin, Martin and his wife. Yes. Jason Martin and his wife. Um, I I knew of them, but didn't know them super well. And I was like, this song is great, and it prompted me to go back and listen to. Uh, their albums i think they've done three uh, but that first one in particular from 98 rules like i love it it's really good um, i need to check it out yeah it's kind of that like dream pop you know it's like 90s fuzzy guitars and synthy hooks and these ethereal mm. female vocals and all that stuff mm. is very in my wheelhouse um shout out to our dudes at a uh, blue collar love the podcast about starflyer because they've uh they've called in or left us uh, email or something telling us that they were that they were doing that pod and i've listened to some of that and they have done some episodes on Bon voyage i know so go check that out but yeah i, I love the song and it, it prompted me to go back and listen to them more so i'm excited about listening to more of them
1: yeah i this is we're just adding to a list of of artists that like i'm just so that were if for me like back in the day if if I was listening to Tooth and Nail stuff that was punk right. and exclusively You'd skip this punk. one. <laughs> I would have one hundred percent skipped. Yeah, yeah. I'd been like next, yeah. Um, but now I'm like, okay, yes, more of this, right. please.
2: Yeah, and I don't think this country sound necessarily reflects a lot of their stuff, especially that early album. But I, yeah, yeah, I think it, I'm sure it's at. the... I'm not mad about that slide. No, there. I think it sounds great. Um, very into this one
1: uh 7 day jesus mm. <laughs> <laughs> This is a five and a half minute yeah version of this song.
3: Too long. His, is love. His name is
1: trying he's trying to be Jeff Buckley over here.
2: Yeah. I mean I get what they're going for, and I do love you know, a kind of straightforward Oh Holy Night rock song where it starts real slow and then builds, but you know, that's not doing much for me. No. I know that these guys were like five minute walk uh, label mates, but that's about all I all I got on Seven Day Jesus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, SDJ, I don't, uh, I'm not going to be going back to look up any of their stuff like no. Bond Voyage or Right. <laughs> exactly. Flight
2: 180. Not a good start, but they get there.
1: could have done without that whole yes please intro part.
2: <laughs> skip that once <laughs> skip. they do get past that it's fun yeah yeah um unnecessary but yeah do you know flight 180
1: uh i only in name alone
2: okay i don't remember anything about them but i went to look them up and it's like late 90s orange county sky band i was like yeah that all sounds about right
1: yeah they're um, on bc
2: right It's fun. It's good. But, uh, you know, not blown away.
1: No, I, um, you know, might need to a lot of these. This is this album, this Christmas album, I think is beloved by many people. And I don't think (laughs) we're going to I think we're going to be getting some very angry emails. But you know what, guys? It's our last it's our last episode of the season.
2: Give us a break.
1: (laughs) Give, Give us a break
2: this is probably um, one of those classic like we didn't hear this until this week so we don't have the same context and appreciation for a lot of it people yeah. are gonna be like you don't know flight 180 bro <laughs> but I don't know that's fine
1: yeah they're gonna they're gonna be all like Almanzo bro you don't know Almanzo
2: <laughs> I do want to hear more about Almanzo because yeah, if you guys have any Almanzo anything. stories yeah. uh, hit us up give um, us your next. best Almanzo anecdotes
1: <laughs> got our boys uh, the Foreman bros
2: hmm It's a hearing test. <laughs>
1: So the, yeah this was um very early in Switchfoot's career. They had only they only had one album mm. out at this point.
2: Not uh, on Tooth and Nail or BEC.
1: No, they were on I think they're on Sparrow.
2: Yeah, it seems kind of like a weird fit for this, but whatever.
1: Yeah, um yeah, they only had uh, Legend of Chin which came out in uh, 97 and then a new way to be human. Okay. Um, Learning to breathe and then beautiful letdown 2003, which I think is when they sort of yeah catapulted. Um, right. If not a walk to remember, you know,
2: they're right. <laughs> I, but they, they're not for me. I, I can recognize uh, their songwriting ability. And I think they have some, some good pop songs, but it's not, it's not my bag.
1: I'm a, I stand the beautiful letdown. That was sure. a, that was a big album in that year. I feel like we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, earlier on in this season, but yeah, yeah I, I think there are some people, the people that don't like Switchfoot, tend to not be a John Foreman voice fan that I don't know, but yeah. I, I, I kinda like his voice, but I don't mind his voice.
2: It just feels kinda like straight ahead pop rock for me. Doesn't really Doesn't float your penis. Floats the old Christmas. Doesn't float the old evergreen. Yeah, exactly. Also, is this a Christmas song? Jury's out on that.
1: I don't know. Evergreen, it's a tree, Christmas Mm. trees. Stretch. Stretch. I mean, it's the same. It's a a Christmas song in the way that a holiday song by... Sure, fair enough. That one's good, though. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) House of Wires.
2: Also never heard of them.
1: I remember them... Never got into
2: him. No shit.
3: Set the night went to the little
1: Man, yeah. This was. Um, I remember there was like one of their songs. I remember a uh, a comp that had one of their songs, or like a comp music video. One of the music video compilations that had one of their songs, and I was just like, "This was not. This was not for me." It just <laughs> felt. It felt too much like house dance yeah. music, yeah. and I was just like, "I'm not." I'm not here for it. I mean, I think they were. They had another. They had some sort of a relationship with Ronnie Martin.
2: Yeah, but I am reading that he produced at least one of their albums. So yeah, yeah. uh, Fine. I don't know. Trying to be Joy Electric, but not as good as Joy Electric. Kind of (laughs) for me. (laughs) Yeah. So fine. Fold Zandura, bro. Hmm. Don't know them either.
1: I'm also reading that it's pronounced Fold Zanjura.
2: Ah, of course. I've never heard of them.
1: Um, another one of those bands that I, they had a song on a comp and okay. I decided they were also not for me.
2: Yeah. just kind of. I was kind of with them on that intro. It's kind of cool and weird. And then it just kind of became a standard, I don't know.
1: Yeah, we've been we we have hit a sort of a bumpy patch for a number of <laughs> a number of songs. Yeah, so let's let's bring it back. Okay, with a little Huntington's.
2: Hell yeah. It's it's the Huntington's It is the Huntington's I uh, love the Huntington's sound No reason not to like it here Yep
1: Yep. Um, the dingies A sound I beep. I love the dingies so much Yeah
2: Bleepy bloopy
4: Super it's, fun.
1: I love it so much. Very I good. I those first two dingy's albums are unimpeachable in my mind. Just yeah. perfect ska punk with lots of dubby reggae stuff mixed in. Mm-hmm. And this is just this is just awesome. Yeah. This is great. This we'll would have been one of those uh, things that I probably this sort of style, I sure. probably wouldn't Skip have skipped it at been, the time. I would have yeah. skipped it back in 1998, but now
2: yeah. I'm very, very into it. With you there, eventually we'll do a ska season, yeah. And uh, our beloved dingies will, <laughs> will make the cut. <laughs> Good old dingies. John's favorite band, the Dingies. You know, dingies were not part of my uh, vocabulary, but since getting. um, regularly dunked on about that fact
1: <laughs> raked over the
2: coals <laughs> i have gone back and listened and I'm very into them so <laughs> yes i i like this one a lot
1: Yeah, uh armageddon massive and sundown to midnight Those mm. albums all right uh pulling up the rear mm. polar
2: mm. get it hey it's a joke <laughs> it's good christmas jokes <laughs> oh boy i'm gonna fall asleep <laughs> More like puller me out of this. <laughs>
1: this panned into just one ear the vocals
2: maybe yeah
0: All
1: right, we're gonna skip ahead five minutes oh my God. all right you know this is a, a seven minute 22nd closing snooze fest <laughs> yeah um, i i would not have ended with with polar if you ask no. me um and you know I'm fully ready and willing for people to come at us and dunk on us for all of our terrible takes and why.
2: Whatever. Come this- <laughs> at us, bro. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's always um, it's always Christmas at our house. That's right. I don't know. I know Pollard. Well, uh, like, oh. <laughs> throw some millennial whoops on there. <laughs> um, I am aware of Pollard. Never really my thing. I don't know. It, there's, I was realizing as we were listening to that, like I don't dislike it, but there's such a like formula to the sort of mid nineties post grunge sound, like the chord changes. I mean, it just like kind of follows a thing. And I it's not that I dislike the thing, it's just not my favorite thing. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. Grunge grunge it's very, very hit or miss for me. Mm-hmm. I don't typically seek it out. Um, Yeah But yeah this this was uh, This was not A band this is This is a a perfect example Of a Of a Comp that pretty much Compiled a majority of bands That like I actively did Not (laughs) like or listen To yeah in the 90s The only ones that the only Ones that I actively of These 18 songs the only bands that I actively listened to and heard that and I liked back in the day were the Supertones, Joy Electric, Five Iron, and uh, the Dingies. Yeah. So out of those, uh, everybody else was like, I'd never heard of them or I didn't like yeah. them at all.
2: Um, yeah, it, it was fun to hear Five Iron's Christmas song. Uh, I think there were some cool... Um, some cool songs to be found here, but on the whole, uh, not my favorite collection. No. Um, but a fun, a fun Christmas exercise. Um yeah.
1: Merry Christmas. The album that you like means nothing to us.
2: <laughs> um, we we do have a special Christmas song prepared for everyone. That's uh, true. Do we want to take a break and get into Robert, and then close out with our Christmas song?
1: Yes, let's okay. let's do that. So let's uh, t- yeah, we'll do that and then post Robert will we'll deliver our end of the year Christmas song for everybody.
4: Sounds good. Hi, my name is Stephen Long, and I host a show here on Rock Candy called Sacred Tension. It's about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. If you find yourself uncomfortable in your faith, or if you find yourself caught between modern science and ancient religion, or if you're curious about the journeys of others who are sorting out faith and doubt, Sacred Tension is a place where nothing is off limits. You will find conversations with pastors, cult experts, spiritual leaders, and skeptics, all discussing the ways we navigate the faiths we were given. Find sacred attention right here on Rock Candy and wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: John, today on the pod, we have Robert Gay. You might know him from Robert Gay and the Alarms, or you might know him as the child soloist in Christmas shoes. So we are happy to have Robert Gay on Magnified Pod, somebody who, uh, always looks beautiful and is going to meet Jesus at some point. I don't know. I was, Uh, Oh, I met him in a
4: parking lot, actually out out back of a JC penny. Uh, (laughs) turns out it's pronounced Jesus. Oh, oh, right. uh, right, right,
2: right, right. (laughs) Robert recorded this podcast and then said, thank you. And just ran out of the studio before we could say anything else. He was dirty from head to toe, Um, but he did
4: hook me up with some really great shoes. Perfect. Yeah. perfect.
2: Perfect. Yes, friend of the we, pod, Patreon punk. That's what. That's what uh, most of our,
1: page, our our Patreon punks uh, get. MagPod shoes.
2: That's 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 our that's
1: the that's the Christmas gift from MagPod to all of our Patreon punks this year.
2: Yeah, it awesome. turns out they're Crocs though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, um, yes. <laughs> Matt Matt Thiessen and the Earthquakes horn player. That's what right. other
4: what other uh, credits can we give you? Yeah, here? let's let's hear oh. let's get
1: your CV going here.
4: Uh, I did a Christmas tour with Francesca Battistelli, so that might be kind of there relevant. Sure. Um, yeah. okay. Current projects include uh, Josiah Johnson, who's a really fantastic artist on Anti Records. Uh, he was cool. a founding member of the Head and the Heart. Right. So right if you're right. into uh, Grey's Anatomy soundtracks and beautiful folk <laughs> Americana, you know where to go. Right on. Uh, hey, and so uh, you work with smart somebody objects out, I'll shout out too
1: you uh you worked with somebody on anti records. Is yeah. there is there any way you can get us connected with Tom Waits? Um,
4: <laughs> I have a Tom Waits story for you. We oh. can talk about it now or we can talk about it later.
1: We're talking about that. You can't you can't lead with Tom Waits story. <laughs>
4: <laughs> True love, Tom Waits. Okay, okay. That's a T-shirt that some friends of mine made. No,
1: no, they didn't.
4: Yeah, no, no, it's a joke because <laughs> yeah. it's like true. It's a riff on True Love Weights. No, right. I love, know. Yeah.
1: I know, but those two things.
4: <laughs> it was I'm,
1: ironic. It's so. I'm so. I'm so offended for Tom Waits. Andrew was
4: not not pleased. <laughs>
1: no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, as a as a weights head, I'm a. I like
4: it. <laughs> I support it. Tom Waits for no. There you go. There we go. I'll tell my Tom Waits story quickly. Uh, I have met him once, accidentally. It was my brother's 21st birthday, and I wanted to drive him up to the City Museum in St. Louis, which is incredible if you guys don't know about it. It's like 10 stories tall, built into an old shoe factory, and it's like a maze of found objects that are reconstructed into like an underground forest and a whale that you can climb into the mouth of and a 10 story oh. slide and what? secret passageways everywhere. So it's incredible.
0: I took my brother,
4: yeah. I took my brother for his birthday and then he started feeling sick. The flu was going around. So we were like, let's just drive back home to Nashville. So um, I was chugging water to try and like keep my, my immune system <laughs> good. So I had to pee like all the time driving back. And we pull off at this random gas station in Bowling Green, Kentucky, about an hour out from Nashville, almost home. It was probably 1.30 in the morning. And uh, I go into the, the gas station, and I, I go back to the restroom. And as I'm walking back toward the register, there's this man walking toward me in a full pinstripe suit with a bowler <laughs> cap. Yes. That's perfect. And he sees me look at him. And he sees my eyes open, and I'm recognizing that this is Tom Waits. Oh uh, my and God. he just goes, mm. He just <laughs> grunted. That was it. Just a one grunt. I mean from Tom that's, Waits.
2: That's pretty that's, much an ideal Tom Waits encounter, I would say.
4: But that's not one that's third, not, not the entire the end of the story. Okay, okay.
1: Okay, okay, So Keep going. Oh
4: I, I get back up to the car and I'm telling my brother, I just saw Tom waits in the gas station. He, I was coming out of the bathroom. He was coming in he was like, no way. And then I look over to the left and he's coming out and he's got something in a brown paper bag that he's cracking open. (laughs) He looks over at me and just smiles as I drive off. He raises it, takes a sip. That was, that was the perfect thing. And so I was like, no, that couldn't have been Tom waits. (laughs) And I looked up, I did some Googling he has a second or third or however many homes he has, but he has a home in Kentucky.
2: Yeah. I was going to say that sounds familiar.
4: Yeah. Wow. So it was actually him. That's incredible. (laughs) My God. I can't believe I never meet him again.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, you don't want you can't top that. I hope that um, I, I thought that when you started a story about a museum in a shoe factory with found objects that he was going to be there because that sounds like a perfect place for him to be.
4: Um, but I like where it went. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's the element of surprise. I think exactly. he probably knew that we had just come from the museum, <laughs> exactly. and he so he waited. To, yeah, uh, he been in the shoe factory, boys. I <laughs> got the smell of fresh leather on him. I'm ready.
2: Uh, I thought so. Well. <laughs> that's an incredible way to start our conversation. Oh
1: my god. Yeah, I I'm just but it also just it feels like it's 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 a Tom Waits song. You know, Ooh. he's like <laughs> 1 30 in the morning, crack <laughs> a beer and, and bowl. It's what Bowling was it? Green. Bowling Green. Bowling Green. The gas station smelled of diesel fuel. It's like, it's just like, this is a Tom. This is a, what's he's building in there? Yeah, this, is a,
2: this is a Tom, <laughs> Tom birthday, song. Happy birthday, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Happy um, birthday, Marty. I, I, cracked a, I cracked a smile oh, as I cracked my beer. So good.
4: Maybe he'll oh, okay. put out
2: a Christmas album we can do next year. What <laughs> I if that hope was like it's even his...
4: creepier than Bob uh Bob Dylan's Christmas album. Or maybe <laughs> wow. a collaboration. Yes. A Tom Waits Must Be Santa version
2: yes. would be great to hear too. <laughs> um but Robert, this is this has been long in the works because we we know that you are the child soloist from Christmas shoes the 2000 CCM Christmas classic by New Song um, yes. and we wanted to do something with that <laughs> but we wanted 20 to say
4: years, baby.
2: 20 years baby yes for the 20 year anniversary what better way to celebrate its legacy than by having you on <laughs> to talk about your first hand experience with Christmas shoes so we're going to get into all things Christmas shoes but also uh, you know other other Robert things Riff,
1: yeah y- yeah you know i think and I want to get into some of these these words, John, that you that you just used, mm-hmm. um, like Christmas classic, um, mm. you know, legacy. You know, these are these are big heavy words, and I want to I want to hear uh, Bobby G's uh, takes on where he where he sees this song in the in the realm of the the pantheon, the pantheon of Christmas. Of Christmas songs, because and why don't we start off just talking? It's the season. This is a a a, a very gay Christmas with <laughs> Magpod and Robert Gay. So why don't we talk about some some Christmas songs? You know, yeah. uh, you know, so I am a we talked about this last year. We John and I talked about some of our favorite
2: Christmas two years albums. Ago, I think. Was it was it two years ago? I think so.
1: Oh man, time doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> no, okay. no. So, uh, I'm a big. I stand some Christmas music. I know mm-hmm. John uh, is also a made a Christmas Spotify playlist for uh, for this year um, with some bangers on it. Um, it's
4: just Christmas shoes over and over Over and over. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> just
2: just your solo. Yeah, thanks, thanks.
1: yeah. I'm, you know, okay, so if Danny, if Danny Leary, uh, Danny Leary's listening. Danny, I know you like to make uh, weird 10-hour-long uh, videos of random stuff. Can you do a 10-hour loop of just Robert <laughs> Gage solo in Christmas shoes? <laughs>
0: Probably
4: exists already. <laughs> and Probably. then can you follow it up with like, you know how they take like a Justin Bieber song and they slow it down like 5,000% <laughs> yeah. where it sounds yeah. like right, right. cigarose? let Let's do yeah. that too. That sounds yes. great. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get All a to it?
1: Well just just you, you know,
4: do you have a do you have a Girl, I wanna buy these <laughs> shoes? Now it's a slow jam. <laughs> Chopped and screwed. <laughs> no, what we need
1: is we need we need a we need one of those mashups. You know how they do like psychosocial by uh right. and, and baby and like Justin B. Bush baby They like yes. mash those up. So you gotta get we gotta get Christmas shoes mashed up with like, you know. Uh, some Rage Against the Machine or something. There you go.
4: Yeah, or like, uh, what's another song about shoes? Yeah, that's like, what I'm looking for. The first one that came to mind is F. Me pumps, which probably doesn't go <laughs> yeah. very well, but because uh, oh, interesting. What, what about uh, what about uh, that, what about Kelly's
1: shoes? Do you guys remember? Uh, no, uh, you know this song. This is the the song um, like shoes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that
4: one! Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. my God! I shoes. thought you were talking about a song called Kelly's Shoes. Yeah, yeah, that is me that's, too.
1: I think that's the name of the. I think oh, okay. that's, Isn't that that's what the, name the, of the song's
4: YouTube called? Video? I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I just Google shoes. I just Google Oh my God, shoes, and that's what comes up. Right. Yeah.
2: You got yeah. your you got your boogie shoes, K.C. and the Sunshine Band. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Uh, diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Very classic. Yeah. yeah diamonds
4: probably. on the soles of her Christmas. Of her Christmas shoes.
2: shoes. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds. That sounds wonderful.
1: Diamonds on the on her on the sole. Her Uh soul, because because she's going to see Jesus tonight.
2: That's That's what what Paul was really talking about. (laughs) She's going to see Jesus depending on how
4: good she looks. And that's why he titled it Graceland. (laughs)
2: Yes, (laughs) exactly. It It all comes together. (laughs) Yeah, I think the the theology— That was his attempt
4: to break out into the CCM market. Yeah, yeah.
1: We'll get get into the theology of Christmas shoes later. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But first things first— uh, Robert Gay, what are some of your standard Christmas records or what are some Christmas songs that you're, you're a fan of?
4: That's a great question. Um, we have discussed a little bit that we are both fans of Dave Bazan and Page of the Lion. Yes. And anytime time uh, Dave will still sing a Christmas song, you know it's a good one. Yeah, he's got a Christmas show tomorrow. You know, watch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to try to check that out. Um, after tomorrow work. as we're recording this, uh, it's already over for people <laughs> listening. Sorry. But uh, I love his version of I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's great. I think it's incredible. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to perform that at a church uh, this mm. coming weekend, but COVID. So right. we're, we're pushing yes. everything back to January. Sure. But I, I like that song because I think think like you guys, I've been on a a journey of faith and I'm interested in things that work for all people. And so Mm. I like that uh, Dave can mine hymns and traditional carols and things, but find ones that have more weight to them. There's a later verse in I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day that says, like, uh, God is not dead, nor does he sleep, but hate is strong and mocks the song of Mm -hmm. peace on earth, goodwill to men. Right. And that's the kind of stuff that I want to hear my my Christmas songs, not so much like we'll all go to heaven to be with him there. I heard that last <laughs> night and I was like, yeah, yeah this is some
2: propaganda <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. no i I had a depressing Christmas songs playlist uh, <laughs> and there's there's a lot of good content to be mind uh, there
4: yeah, yeah.
2: so uh, uh, Sufjan, the, of course, all Sufjan. his Christmas
4: work is amazing.
1: yes, yes, yes.
4: And then, um, Neil Classics, yeah, uh, Amy Grant, you know, a tender Tennessee Christmas. I'm a oh, Tennessee yeah. boy. Uh, right. Amy Grant is a queen, I think she just had a surgery recently, okay. so wishing her a speedy recovery. Yeah, Amy, we, uh, we know
1: you're listening, so uh, shout is, outs. Hey,
4: we already
2: know we're, we're friends, Amy yeah. and I. We, yes, yes, our interview solidified our bond. Um, yeah, y- y'all met down at Rocket Town, right? Oh man, I wish, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the case. Uh, no, we. One actually, of these days.
1: One of these days. It'll get
2: you down us. to Rocket Town. We Rocket gotta tear up uh, in the skate park.
1: I, I actually, Robert, it's a uh, it's Rocket Town. Rocket Town. Rocket Town. Rocket, Rocket, Town, Rocket, Rocket Town. Rocket
2: Town. We, my wife and I, aren't going anywhere for Christmas, but we've been talking about like maybe we do like a. Uh, an Airbnb or something at some point. Like, where do we want to go that's like close-ish? We could do like a cabin or something. And she was like, what about Nashville? And I was like, are you saying you want to have a tender Tennessee Christmas? <laughs> um, so I don't think it's going to happen this year. the only Christmas for me. Hey, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know there's more snow up in Colorado. But
4: <laughs> anyway, some year we'll have that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anytime you do, you guys definitely have a um, buddy to stay with. We've got an extra room up right now until awesome. my uh alabama roommate comes back so hurry <laughs> <laughs> sounds good
1: uh yeah i'm not sure when the traveling will be will be happening again but
0: yeah yeah you
1: know, one of the, yeah we got a uh, we got some other folks in magpod nation also down in uh in tennessee so we got to we got to converge from Nashville one of, these, one of these, days.
4: these days those vaccines are getting out there
2: so right. we'll have some good news before long. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Hope so,
1: um, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, "All I Want for Christmas Is You"?
4: Oh, it's a classic. I mean, yes. Mariah Carey, that whistle tone. I haven't heard the new duet with Ariana Grande, but I, I need to check it out because that mm. seems like a pretty fun concept. Mm. Uh, yeah. My favorite version of "All I Want for Christmas Is You," though, is the version. That was a train wreck on live TV, um, where the track was out of sync, and she yeah. just walked off in the middle of it. That's that's the best one.
1: That was uh, that was New Year's a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Hey, we all have
2: peaks and valleys, and that oh, was, we that do. Was a, that was a valley for her. <laughs> <laughs> you got to embrace it. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we watched uh, the new uh, Mariah Carey Christmas special, uh, which includes that duet and is fun, but it's insane. It's like Billy Eichner is like the head elf who's like, Mariah, where are you? You've got to get here for New Year's or for Christmas Day. And she's like, hang on, Billy, I'm coming. It's really, uh, I recommend drinking and
4: watching it. Yeah, that checks out. (laughs) Uh, I'm enjoying, speaking of drinking, a local brew, Yazoo Dos Peros.
0: This
4: is a, a... Nashville beer—it's probably the most, uh, one of the more famous ones from Nashville. Nice. Sounds good. Nice. We'll hit that place up when we go. Yeah,
1: sure. John. What What do you got over there? I saw something brown.
2: I got a little Christmas Scotch going. Ooh, um, that is—that's
1: nice. a, is a deep ass pour.
2: <laughs> well, I was like, I don't want to bring the bottle down. So I'm just gonna <laughs> pour a lot, <laughs> and I'm confident go. it'll be drained by the end of this. <laughs> there, there you go.
1: It. Yeah, I'm. Um, I am without beverage this evening. You're I in humble brag. No, no, it's not a, it's I'm just it's, kidding. <laughs> when when have I ever been like, yeah, this guy loves not drinking. I, <laughs> I actually uh started on a uh new anxiety medication this week, so nice. trying to do my best to you know let, mix let it do its work. <laughs> give yeah. give my give my liver every opportunity to make make this work
4: so yeah, okay. that's not the kind of cocktail you want no no no
1: facts facts <laughs> how um how are you uh staying sane down there in nashville during during this past year how is it how has it been i know that you've been out and about trying to do some smaller types of shows but you you know you for those who don't know you did contract covid but i, I did s- yeah. suspect you're doing fine these days?
4: Yeah, I've, I've fully recovered. Um, I, my hands sweat more than they used to, and hmm. my sleep schedule is a little funky, but um, I feel like I'm pretty much back to normal, and I'm really grateful for that. Uh, I think I had a mild case. Uh, it's It's been a year, I think, for all of us. <clears throat> yeah, It was interesting for me to realize, I think the hardest part was when I actually had COVID. Because hmm. it was at that point that I knew like, I really couldn't leave the house. And I had already watched like all the movies and TV shows I wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't a treat anymore just to stay home. Right. right. But yeah. um, no, it's actually, it's been a really interesting year to feel just like the whole spectrum of human experience and, and the lows and the highs. And hmm. to experience the solitude and to transform a little bit and adapt. So what I've done this year is a lot of recording from home um, Mm -hmm. for various different projects with different friends. Uh, One that's really fun is uh, a cover album. It's an album that my friend Kyle Cox is putting together uh, that I did a lot of horn arrangements and recordings for. So it's like, it's not easy being green and um, never before, never again, and the rainbow connection and all those tunes. That's awesome. Uh, rearranged and kind of like a jazz club style cool Uh, those are really really fun and and kind of orchestral too at times uh but actually i just did a session this week for a buddy of mine who uh used to live in new york with his wife and ran into dennis back in the day okay so he hired dennis to play trombone on this track and then i just overdubbed some trumpet on it so i have officially completed my first collaboration with a (laughs) member of fiber and frenzy
2: that's awesome
4: yeah, yeah. Did you uh, talk to him at all, or was it just <laughs> horn horn communication? Um, I haven't talked with Dennis yet. I'm friends with Leonor, and so I texted her about it. Um, awesome, and she thought it was super cool. But That's great. I'll I'll have to reach out to Dennis and say hello. Yeah,
2: well, I look yeah. forward to hearing all that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, his parts sound great. Okay, so we've talked about some Christmas, some Christmas songs we love, <laughs> the Christmas legacy of Christmas mm-hmm. shoes. Uh, I mean, how often? how many times each Christmas do you like hear it or does someone text you and say something about
4: it? Or, you know, how often does it come up? That is a really, really interesting question because you can plot this. I've had like 20 years to, to really (laughs) follow the trend. Sure. So it's every December and it Mm -hmm. used to be from December 1st through even December 31st. Like we're talking new year's day. Okay. Every single day I would run into someone or have like a a MySpace or Facebook or like a text from a friend or even be in church. And like it get mentioned Christmas shoes or someone be like, I heard you on the radio today or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, the last couple of years it's gotten less popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think people have started (laughs) to get tired of the song. Sure. Uh, I can't imagine why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it, it might not have aged quite as well, sure. Um, sure. But it, it's—I mean, every single year, I have a lot of people come out of the woodwork. It's actually a great way to, to catch back up with old friends. Uh, I'll hear from someone I haven't heard, you know, in a couple of months, and they'll say, "I heard you on the radio today." Or uh, so there was the the mo- the song was made into a, a lifetime movie yes. starring Rob Lowe. That's right, and um, several friends, more than one, have. <laughs> Like after being friends with me, like they'll mention to their parents or something like, oh, yeah, my my friend Robert is the was the kid who sung the Christmas Shoes. And then later that year for Christmas, their parent will give them the Christmas Shoes DVD as a joke. (laughs) This has happened more than once. And then those people bring it to me and I autograph this DVD.
2: That's wonderful.
4: So that's become it's, a weird tradition too. Even though I mean, you
2: weren't in the movie, you should be
4: the kid in the movie visibly, but audibly, my voice sure, is in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty rad. Were you hoping yeah. as a kid that you would get to be the kid in the movie? I didn't know about the movie until it was like about to come out. So, okay. I think if I had been aware that it was in production, I would have been like, "How do I get in this thing? I got to I got to right, like right. get my foot in the door." Because yeah. I don't know if we've talked about this at all, but I I got my start in sing along videos and in, in Christian children's music, which is what right. my parents do. Right, Cedarmont kids, shout out. Yeah. And so, like, I was already, you know, confident singing my Zacchaeus was a wee little man on camera. <laughs> I would yeah, have, I would have been a, it. I could have crushed it. You yeah. would have put opposite. me in fourth quarter, man. I throw follow football <laughs> over those dang mountains.
2: <laughs> oh man, yeah. I think you and Roblo
4: would have would have made great scene partners. And
1: magic, so. the chemistry would have been magic.
4: <laughs> for those who didn't catch my uncle Rico reference, I'm yeah. just going to explain that I was, <laughs> I, I
1: mean, it's sort of, it sort of sounded a little Travolta.
4: Yeah, I kind know. of did. Uh, I feel, I feel cool. like they have a similar, similar kind of uh, vibe, you know, uh, <laughs> he
2: does talk about throwing his the football pass to the mountains or he whatever does. he says. He um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask about that. So that obviously is what put you in position to To be in the song, but like, could you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about that process of like growing up um, in that world of already doing, you know, Christian Christmas chorus work and how it all came (laughs) to be?
4: When you said Christmas classics earlier, I thought you were starting to make a reference because that's one of the titles of one of the Cedarmont Kids uh, Ah, albums. Tell us about Um, that. There's Christmas classics, Christmas favorites, gospel Christmas favorites. Uh, There's a couple others. There was a Christmas musical the Easter through the eyes of the children and the Christmas story through the eyes of the children, no, through the eyes of the animals. But yeah, uh, I was soaking in that world and even did some VBS, Vacation Bible School stuff. I actually grew up in a neighborhood that was like this weird little bubble of CCM. Hmm. I went to school with these daughters who, like their parents did the Salty videos, PSALTY, the singing hymn book. Yeah,
1: I was going to ask you about Salty.
4: Yeah, and then Point of Grace lived down the street, uh, a couple of them, and there were several other producers who just, like, lived in our neighborhood. So all the kids that I grew up with, a lot of them were second-generation musicians, Mm -hmm. and my parents knew that there was, like, a wealth of talent, and they were in the music business, but they also saw that there was not, like—they didn't think that there was a quality product that was, like, well done and available at not— like a super high price. So they wanted to do public domain songs, Christian and um secular, and then record them really well, but get them in Walmart for like three dollars or five dollars. Sure. And it was a great idea. And it went multi-platinum and they did a bunch of records and uh became really successful. So I, I grew up in that world doing all those sing along videos and um getting to to travel a little bit to record those. Like we would go up to dc to record like videos for songs of america or down to atlanta where my parents are from to do some little location shoots and things so it was awesome to get to grow up like getting to experience so much creativity and get to be comfortable in the studio in front of the camera mm-hmm. um but the bubble aspect is interesting too like you grow up so comfortable and so well provided for like oh, I'm doing all this amazing stuff that I actually have have totally related to some of those stars who like, oh, I was so special when I was little. And then you kind of have to figure out your own identity as an adult. Right. So it's been super interesting to like grow out of that child star world into adulthood. And then like on a weekly basis, to be honest, I still get messages from people who are big fans of Cedarmont and, and Christmas shoes and stuff like that. And to some of those people I'm that kid who grew up. Right. And so I have people who send me bible verses every day and who are like I think it's sweet that there's people out there who are praying for me, but it also feels weird that there are people who like want me to still be like just a grown-up version of the kid that I was. Sure, yeah. Instead of like an independent person trying to figure out his own path. So that's right. the deep answer. Sure. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: So they're do they think that you've like fallen away because you're not doing that no, same thing, no. or what's what's what do you think their motivation is it like do you feel like their motivation is comes from a good place or what's what is the the impetus for the like
4: there's a know? lot of different kinds of people who want to reconnect. There are people who are raising their kids on the Cedarmont videos and they're like I watched this when I was a kid and I'm showing it with my kid now I think it's fun that you're grown up and they're like normal people about it but then you have some people who to be honest I, I've come to understand that like some people um who maybe have special needs or just like it, it can be a comfort for some people like I've to be honest, we're talking about MXPX and Fiverr and Frenzy. Like, we're enjoying our own nostalgia. Right, right. And it's interesting for me to realize that some of the stuff I did as a kid feels that way for people. And I'm sure, like, you know, Mike and Reese have talked about how certain songs could be a little embarrassing for them, but they're glad that people still get something out of it. Right. I kind of feel the same way. Like, I, I don't have to put my stamp of approval on everything that I ever did. And I can be my own person now, but there are some people who want me to just, like, preach the gospel at every given opportunity and who I can tell are maybe a little bit disappointed that that's not what I'm I'm on right now. But sure. it's – for the most part, people are – they just want to know that you're still out there and that you'll say, hi, yes, it's me. Right. And then they're happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what you're on these days is getting – Universities to to divest from private prisons.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's that's been a lot of work this year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you also have an excellent album out this year, "How to Make a Memory." RobertMGay.bandcamp.com. Go buy a copy. Um, okay, but yeah, you. your your songwriting skills are uh, are well known. I would say for people who who know your work. So anyway, you've you've moved beyond. Uh, I hope people who enjoyed Cedarmont Kids can also enjoy. <laughs>
4: your adult songwriting uh, craft. Um. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say actually is as an adult, I've started to appreciate children's music in a new way. Um, I've had some friends who have started to get into it and it's made me really value those songs in that work. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point down the line in my adult life, I revisit some of that material and put my own spin on it as kind of a continuation of the Cedarmont brand in a way that I can um, feel good about. And feel mm-hmm. like I still can represent myself, but represent that brand in a new way. Yeah, so that's cool. Stay tuned, y'all. Yeah. So, man.
2: sort of
1: like in the in the sense of the Aquabats, kind of <laughs> m- making their own. Like, well, you know, maybe people aren't listening to as much ska, but why don't we take our goofy our goofy vibe and make a kids' show out of it? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, that's right. I, I love that show.
2: I'm discovering the Cedarmont Kids wiki as we're speaking. Oh, yeah.
4: Uh, does it say f- I'm the protagonist? Because I think it does.
2: <laughs>
0: um,
4: there's a couple people who say you're the protagonist of the Cedarmont Kids as if I'm a fictional character.
2: <laughs> um, you are the only cast member who is seen talking in the video series, meaning that you're both the leading cast member and the protagonist of Cedarmont <laughs> Kids. <laughs> so there you go. Was there, <laughs> I need to ask, as somebody who didn't,
1: Grow up with the Cedarmont kids. That's fine. Was was there an antagonist?
4: Was there like <laughs> a, was there Satan? a villain? You mean <laughs> yeah, Satan? of course, Satan. Yeah, <laughs> the antagonist.
1: But I feel like, but I feel like, because like in the salt in salty, those were like fully fledged. Like you'd have like movies and like. Yeah,
4: this wasn't like that. Yeah, this was more like Brentwood kids, if you know what that was, or or any of those sing along videos where it's like each song was its own. Like for, um, uh, how much is that doggy in the window? We were downtown and there was like a little stuffed animal dog and all the kids were going to each shop and asking about how much is this doggy? So it was like very literal, but cute videos, Uh, Uh, no overarching storyline or anything.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) For the the
4: redux though, that'll be, we'll have to add some like (laughs) AMC level drama.
1: it right. will be the gritty reboot of, of, the, right. of the cedar mind kids but okay, brian but cranston speaking, in
4: this i've got one little little juicy detail for you though Ooh, um yes. speaking of antagonists and speaking of the devil there was <laughs> one song that had to be cut out from release for later releases because i think it was like uh it was a song where it was like a little girl and like Uh, let the sun shine in because it like lets the devil away. And there's, it mentions the devil in the song and there was a devil puppet that shows up, but people complained. People wrote in and said that the puppet looked like it had dark skin Uh, and that it was like maybe like a race commentary thing. Yeah. So to the credit of of my parents, they were like, okay, let's just cut that song out. We're not going to send that message, but that was too hot for TV. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Get that director's cut.
2: Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> get the Snyder cut of that. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> this is going to be exclusively on HBO Max uh, next yeah. year. Um so how did so was New Song looking for a children's chorus oh. and they
4: came to you guys? Is that how it worked? Mhm. So okay. my parents Cedarmont Kids was distributed through Benson Music, which is now Provident Music, the Christian branch of Sony. Okay. And uh, New Song was also on, on Benson. And so they knew a lot of the same people in the office. My dad knew the singer. And they knew my mom, uh, who directed all the kids' choirs. She was actually like a voice teacher and a voice major and all that stuff. Okay. So she would direct all the kids' choirs whenever we would do recordings for New Cedarmont kids' songs. And so New Song hired her to do the kids' choir for the Christmas Shoes. And... So she included me and my brother and some other kids from the neighborhood. Actually, two of the girls who were the daughters of the Salty family, uh, the Robertson sisters, were also involved uh in the Christmas shoes. And yeah, so Oh, here's another fun detail. The peace all P- sisters who were in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, uh also sung on it.
3: They that's did
4: awesome. In the Highways yeah. in the Heavens. Cool. Oh wow. So that's that's the super group that came together to sing <laughs> the child choir for uh for the Christmas shoes, and that's then they amazing. were like, I think we want to end with with just one one voice as a step out solo. Do any of you guys want to do it and I was like, yeah, I'll do it <laughs> yeah, and that's, history. that's
1: that's interesting because you know I feel like your voice gets sort of drowned out until you're able to you mm-hmm. know blossom into this this end this end solo, so uh did you, how did you feel about, um, I mean, being because there you were the only then. So, how many, so how many
4: total voices were there? There were five Five or six, okay, five or six kids, yeah,
1: okay. And so, were you, were you the only boy then?
4: It was me, me and my brother were, oh, you, I think the two boys, okay, but usually so, you'll do stacks, so you'll have like one pass of those six voices and then another pass and maybe another as well. So it can sound just like a bunch of voices. And that would probably be why in the choir part, you can't really pick my voice out individually.
1: Yeah. How many, do you remember like, uh, that moment of, cause I'm, I'm assuming was this your, this wasn't your first time in a studio.
4: No, I'd done a bunch. So no. My first, oh, I've got a really quick story for you. My first okay. solo was for Amy Grant, and it was for uh, Children of the World, and it got cut at the last minute. Oh, um, but if you listen to her version of Children of the World, it does start with a child solo, but it's not me. Mm. <laughs> but so I did, that was my first recorded solo. I was three years old, then I went into a closet that I can still remember at some engineer's house in Middle Tennessee. That's pretty wow. awesome. Yeah, you just put a gay in a closet, and great things happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man!
1: So, how did when you were uh, about to do that initial take? And I know this was a long time ago, but mm-hmm. did you did you were you like, oh, I'm gonna nail this, or did you already did you have to <laughs> the
4: no, 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 that that's good. I do remember this. Okay, they had to work with me a little bit on it. Um, so I did a take. And it was good, but they said it was too perfect. It was too, so I was really confident about it. Cause I was like, I know what to do. I'm a session child vocalist. Here we go. Wanted to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. (laughs) And then they were like, no, can you like really think about the story of the song and just picture Mm -hmm. yourself as this, this child who's just so heartbroken about his mom and like, you know, just feel that bubble in your throat come up. And so you can hear it in the song. My voice breaks a little bit on yeah.
3: tonight.
4: And it's yeah. like,
2: they're like, that's it. That's the emotion. Perfect.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That is the moment that makes everyone's mother cry. Oh man. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> so, did you, did you have an inkling at the time of, of, of how far this thing would spread? Absolutely not. No. Um, an interesting... Th- so I have a little bit more info on the story behind the song and how it came to be. Sure. It, uh, it was a chain letter. <laughs> it was one of those sob story email chain letters. And it it went around to a, a radio DJ who sent it to the lead singer of New Song. And uh, they wrote the first verse and a chorus and then sat on it for a while because people didn't seem that interested. And then um, this lady, Donna Van Leer, who's actually a friend of my parents, she is, she writes a lot of, like, kind of hallmarky books and gift books and things like that. She heard about the story, heard about the song and the works, and was like, I I can make this into a book. And she did, and it's, like, about this big, it's cute little gift book size. It's the kind of book you can give to, like, your grandmother for Christmas or whatever. Right. And that became a hit at, like, all the family Christian bookstores and stuff. And that kind of coincided with new song finishing and releasing the song. And it became this huge hit and then started on Christian radio, went to secular radio and then became a lifetime movie. And so it, it took off kind of all at the same time organically, but there was a little bit of planning involved to connect the song to the book, which really, I think is what made it a hit.
1: So let's, let's talk about, you know, I'm assuming most people know the song, but <laughs> so let's, 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 let's dive in. Yeah, let's, we can get into it now. Let's break down what, because for those who have also, who have heard the song, they've probably also heard the Patton Oswalt bit breaking down the, <laughs> the song and some of the, the more, absurd and maybe troubling aspects of the song. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the short version is a kid who, uh, as Pat Oswalt, like describes him as some sort of like Dickensian character, like mm-hmm. wearing like tattered clothes. Street uh, urchin. He's a street urchin, <laughs> you know, like wants to go buy his mom some a gift and he doesn't have enough money. And he's saying to the clerk that his mom uh, is... T- there's his, his dad says his mom doesn't have much time and so he <laughs> wants to buy these shoes before she dies and meets jesus and the guy in line buys him spares the gives him the extra money to buy the shoes for for mm-hmm. his his dying mom um and this guy was in a bad mood but he's no longer in a bad mood because he was reminded what what christmas is about i guess mm-hmm. and it's uh you know so
3: <laughs> how, clearly how, what christmas
4: is all about yeah so how materialism how, uh sweet <laughs> pumps sweet uh pumps. being grumpy at being, uh, being, dillard's
1: being being hot for jesus when you die
4: oh you gotta look you gotta have like like your your first bumble picture you know, yeah. like like the one that would get everyone to swipe on you. Right? Yeah, you, you want, want Jesus to, to swipe, swipe right on, right on exactly. you? <laughs> oh
2: man, that's incredible. Um, yeah, I feel. I mean, I definitely was aware of the song, but I feel like it was Patton's routine that really put it on my radar. So I'm so of, glad <laughs> it exists. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how did you feel when it first
4: came out? Uh, when I, I I'm not, I'm not sure when Patton's bit. Uh, came out but when I discovered it I was thrilled because I love Pat Oswalt so much yeah. I think he's hilarious and and so brilliant and he I agreed with every single one of his points <laughs> sure. and I just I want to meet the guy I really yeah, hope yeah. that one day I can meet him and introduce myself and and talk about the song a little bit uh <laughs> yeah
2: I I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of brief times because he did stuff for the AV club when I was working there, oh, and cool. he's the nicest guy ever, and I'm confident that he would have a good time talking with you about this. I believe uh, it. I hope that happens at some point. Uh, my favorite part of the routine is when he's doing the voice of Jesus and said, <laughs> I died for your sins,
4: but those pumps are unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it becomes like uh, uh, that guy from from Bewitched all of a sudden, Fred Lynn Paul, or whatever.
2: Yeah, Paul Lynn. Paul Bumps are unforgivable. <laughs> um, yeah, it's <laughs> just, it is pretty funny. The more you sort of poke at the idea that like um, you need to be presentable <laughs> upon <Yeah. laughs> heaven's entrance. Anyway. Well, there's
4: a lot of ways to read the song. And I, even before I heard Patton's bit, he touches on this, but I, I had it more developed in my mind because I've had time to think about it. I have a theory about uh, the song and about the, the true motives of this kid. Uh, I think it's a con. I think, right, yeah I think this kid is going around and uh, telling sob stories, and then reselling shoes on the black market. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. It's It's a good. That paints day. it a little bit differently. There's a father with a yeah. foot fetish involved. <laughs> uh, that was That was not built into the backstory that I wrote for my character. But. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, I did read the. Plot summary of the Christmas Shoes movie. <laughs> yeah. It is a little more complex. There's a there's some there's, moving parts there.
4: The shoes get lost and you have to get them back again. It's like they're a whole MacGuffin. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were actually, they made three. There's like, there's a sequel and then there's oh, a wow. third one. It's the Christmas Miracle and then the Christmas something. But like, uh, Neil Patrick Harris is in the second one. Wow. That's,
2: yeah, is it the same kid or is it like different? Neil Christmas Patrick shoes? Harris plays the kid, oh, grown up.
4: Okay, so well, Neil Patrick Harris plays me. That's you, man. <laughs> i never thought about it that way. <laughs> you hold on, he's a game playing a game.
2: Play uh, almost <laughs> We're gonna have to watch the trilogy for the Patreon now. I think
1: <laughs> <It's a> trilogy.
2: You <laughs> have to marathon that
1: Christmas shoes to Electric
2: Boogaloo.
4: Yeah, that's yeah. What it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. That was my first purchased album, by the way. On the same day, actually, I purchased Electric Boogaloo and uh, all the hype, or not all the okay. hype, uh, proof that the youth are revolting. Okay. You, may have, in that in a, you may have shared I think that I did. in a voicemail
2: at some point. Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> That's great.
1: So, when did, when, uh, shifting gears a little bit, while, while we have you, um, mm-hmm. if we haven't covered this in a voicemail, um, you know, is where this is going to be our last episode of the year, but. Uh, you know, as long as we're talking Five Iron, you, when did you first hear Five Iron Frenzy?
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, I came to a new school when I was in eighth grade and uh, it, it was the school that I wound up graduating from. So with their eighth through 12th, it was this little private Presbyterian school called Christ Presbyterian Academy here in Nashville. And so I felt, in hindsight, I feel fortunate that half of the the graduating class was like nerdy, cool, tooth and nail kids who to this day, like we're good friends and they're intellectuals, leftist, progressive, cool folks. Um, So a lot of those kids that I met when I came to that school who were like cool and funny turned me on to music. Like they turned me on to Reliant K, which Mm -hmm. later I wound up working with Matt. and That was super awesome. Um, But they also turned me on to Fiber and Frenzy and brought me to Cornerstone with them. And I remember they had to tell me, like, can you not keep playing Fiverr and Frenzy over and over on the boombox here at Cornerstone? Like, we're going to go see them. And there's other bands that you can listen to. Like, there's a lot going on. Uh, But I was just completely obsessed. They were my first favorite band. And Hmm. uh, by that time, I was a trumpet player. So I was super into, like, the whole ska thing. By college, I made a ska band, too. So, yeah. They, they scratched an edge.
2: Yeah. is So in our first segment, we talked about the Happy Christmas compilation that features the Five Iron song, You Gotta Get Up. Do you have a relationship oh, to that yeah. record?
4: Yeah, I do. Um, that I, I can talk about two things at once here. So the, actually, I think the very first way that I heard Five Iron was possibly from the X-2002 compilation with Kamikaze yeah. on it. Ooh, yeah. Uh, that was how I found out about an XPX that I heard punk rock mm. show in that compilation. So that yeah. was all around the same time. But uh, LimeWire was a thing too. Of course. And I think Audio Galaxy was what I was using at that time. Yeah. And it's a little bit pick of the litter. Like I would type in Ska and get Dashboard Confessional close <laughs> enough. Sure. Um, but I was looking for Fiverr and Frenzy and I did happen to get a copy of You Got to Get Up on LimeWire and I was in like, I think eighth or ninth grade. And that was a pivotal time because there's a song, there's a line in that song that haunted me then and continues to haunt me a little bit because at that time it was scandalous to me. And I wonder if you guys can guess what it is.
0: Hmm. Uh, I don't know if if
4: the song lives in your memory, but it's mommy and daddy stayed up too late last night. Guess they got carried away in the Christmas candlelight. And I was ah. scandalized for two distinct reasons: <laughs> one, they were revealing that parents get get saucy in the candlelight, and they were possibly also revealing that parents are Santa Claus right and my, my eighth ninth grade self was like just on the cusp of childhood <laughs> enough to be like, "They shouldn't be doing that. they're a Christian band, and they don't need to be singing about you know the, these grand reveals. you know the curtain is not yet lifted." <laughs> That didn't that didn't occur to me, but I you think you guys didn't uh, have that
2: experience? No. Well, this, I didn't you know, hear is, the song until like two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is
1: this is uh, an album that I've seen pop up in different groups and this was one that I was not familiar yeah. with. It it, yeah. it passed me by. But uh it's it's appropriate to talk about it considering our next season is going to be a compilation season of sorts. Yeah. So we're going to be ta- going to be talking about comps, talking about uh, a variety of bands. So, but that, yeah, that I think it came out in, was it 98? 98.
2: Yeah. 98. Yeah, it was so super early.
1: Yeah. That was a, that was a good, that was, I mean, that was a great tooth and nail year. That was a great yeah time for sort of that, that Christian alternative.
4: What were some other
1: 98 albums? Well, you know, I was looking at uh, some of the artists that were on there. Mm -hmm. And one of them is Starflyer 59. And I feel like they sort of cheated because (laughs) they just used their song, a holiday song, Mm -hmm. from the fashion focus, which came out that year. So it kind of feels like
4: they didn't maybe, contribute anything new.
1: Yeah. I feel like they're like, Oh, we already have the song and it's called a <laughs> holiday song. So that works right. And it's on our new <laughs> album. So kind of, you know,
2: of
4: Evil was like, I'm saving money. <laughs> <That's>
2: <laughs> <right>. <laughs> You've also got, of course, uh, slowly slow going way the Buffalo in 98. Oh yeah. yeah. That's so good. Um, what was I mean, it must have been, was it quantity? What was the ninety-eight five iron release? Yeah. Quantity's That's job one. Quantity, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's so good. So good. Good year.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um well, Robert, are there other are there other things you want to touch on
4: while we For have the holiday you? season? Yes. Um, yeah, something did come to mind. So you guys um you've covered like the MXPX uh, Christmas songs to some degree. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, And Five Iron has their one, uh, I guess their one entry into the holiday catalog. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any other favorites? Like as we're looking forward to the skate season, you asked me like what Christmas songs I like. How about you guys? What are you you excited to listen to as we're getting close to Christmas?
1: You know, I got to shout out our boys that we're going to be eventually covering this next season. Our boys in Hangnail. Hangnail Ooh. baby. They just dropped a four-song EP of Christmas songs, and wow. our boys—they still got it. Yeah, I was. Th- this is their first release of anything in seventeen years, and not only not only does it like sonically sound great, they they did an excellent job recording it, but they brought everything that one expects from Hangnail. To the songs, they they could have like phoned it in and created you know some four song four punk rock Christmas mm-hmm. songs or whatever, but they they didn't. They chose some. They chose four songs like some of them you would sort of expect as a you know Oh Come All You Faithful and Oh Holy Night, uh, but they also. Did One small child and I wonder as I wander. Which are not, oh, yeah. which are not standard songs that you really hear. You would expect to be covered, but their arrangements are very well done. And that they sounds also super have, interesting. They also have John Warren on the oh, cool. o, on "Oh Holy Night," so that that was also a nice a nice addition. So. I've been listening to that quite a bit. Uh, I do listen to, you know, you got your, I listened to your Sufians. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I I am a fan of the Bad Religion Christmas record.
4: Oh, I haven't checked that out. Yeah. I did see, of it out. was it Bad Religion or a different, maybe Anti-Flag just put out the war on Christmas is over if you want it. Yes. I haven't listened to it yet, but I saw the title and I can't wait to check it out.
1: Yes. Yeah. They just released that. I haven't, I have not listened to it either, but
4: Props I, uh, to John Lennon too. While we're at it, I mean, yeah, that's sure. a great addition to the pantheon.
1: What is uh, what is your feeling about the the Paul McCartney song, <laughs> uh, the wonderful Christmas time?
4: <laughs> All right, I I love Paul McCartney. Uh, I bought McCartney three today. I pre-ordered it from my local indie record shop, which everyone should yeah. do. But that song, my roommate said it well. He was like, 60% of what Paul does is absolute genius, and 40% is some of the cheesiest crap you've ever heard.
0: (laughs) And I think that
4: song probably falls into the latter category, although there are times when I can sincerely enjoy it.
2: Okay, Um, Okay. I'll take that as an answer. It sucks. (laughs) I
4: I think I'm more in your boat, Andrew, but (laughs) I want to be more like John.
2: (laughs) You know, I'm with you you know, like as a young Beatles fan, I thought it was cooler to think John was my favorite or Mm -hmm. maybe even George as you get older, but it's Paul. It's obviously Paul. And I can definitely (laughs) hear Paul's influence on your work too. I feel like it's very Mm -hmm. Beatles-esque. But so I stand Paul McCartney already. I told Andrew like, As a kid, that song, I was just like, this is the worst Christmas song that's ever existed. The like, sounds terrible. (laughs) And now that that
4: like terrifies me on like a primal (laughs) level, (laughs) it makes me feel like I'm alone in a department store that's very, very empty. Yes, (laughs) That's,
2: yes, <laughs> I think that's exactly the right vibe But I don't know yeah. if it's like Just because that kind of Moog synthy sound Like came back Or because I yeah. just lived with the song for so long
4: But now I love the song <laughs> Like I'm like more terrifying, please <laughs> I know what you mean There's, okay, do you guys know My, I have a love-hate relationship with um uh. What's the Christmas song by the 80s band It starts with a... Eurythmics. Um, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They do... Right, 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 right. Uh, Walking in a Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland. So the (laughs) Eurythmics version of Walking in a Winter Wonderland starts off with the most terrifying, swirly carnival intro you've ever heard. Right. And I feel like that and simply having a wonderful Christmas time are what happens if you like drink too much eggnog and then like get the spins in the middle of uh-huh. the room like next to the christmas tree and and that's like what your brain produces exactly
2: you end up at the at the shopping mall um <laughs> yeah the yeah. Uh, si- silent night deadly night too exactly <laughs> as long Garbage as we're... Day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man i love the clip um Speaking of the Eurythmics and Christmas songs, Annie Lennox put out this Christmas album a couple of years ago, which I think is great. Um, cool. And it has this version of Coventry Carol. Do you guys know that song? It's mm. like one of my favorite Christmas songs, and it's kind of medieval and creepy. It's cool. got this like Lu thou little tiny child, and she just does like the creepiest version of it ever. And I highly recommend it for your creepy Christmas song needs. So anyway, I'll shout out that record. Cool. Um, <laughs> Robert, it, it's a joy talking to you. Always. Uh, you are welcome back anytime. Uh, everyone should go to robertmg.bandcamp.com. pick up your latest album, pick up some merch, uh, anything else you want to plug?
4: Yes. uh, I made this in ninth grade geometry class and it is a (laughs) five iron logo. That rules. (laughs) What is
2: that? So it's a sort uh, of
4: stained glass. It's a trumpet with four valves and then a tally mark to make it five. They have been using that kind of design for a while, but this was to practice like acute angles and protractor stuff. Um, That's incredible. I thought of two other things that I I would like to mention very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Christmas, and MXPX, all this good stuff. Uh, I want to plug, because he made a great album, uh, my boy Matt Tyson, Reliant K, their Christmas stuff, uh, Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Reindeer, all oh, that's yeah. great. Definitely on my list of the Pantheon as well. And um, I think probably my favorite Christmas song of all time is A Weird Deep Cut. It was the first song I ever recorded, mm. and it is... The traditional German hymn "Lo, how a rose air oh. Low how a rose air blooming." Great yeah. song. But the German original lyrics include a phrase that my buddy in choir class and I thought was really funny. It's I think it's actually pronounced "Wurzelzart," okay. but we said "Wurzelzart," <laughs> and because it, it sounded like weasel fart or something. <laughs> so, in my mind, the greatest Christmas song of all time is "Wurzelzart."
1: And <laughs> well, now I
4: feel complete having said that
1: you know that um <laughs> sufion's sufion's cover or yeah his it's really of that good. is one of my favorite versions yeah, yes of okay. that of that song because it's he has uh this extra pause yeah. in mm-hmm. in the, mm-hmm. when he does it and I don't know, I can't unhear that whenever I hear the song. I always, yeah, yeah. The original kind of has like a weird signature. meter. Yeah, it's yeah. very that,
4: madrigalian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I I love I love his version. I think I have this I have this weird um you know, as a as a person who has gone through a deconstruction of my faith over these last seven years, and uh I still find that Christmas hymns are my favorite versions of Christmas songs. Yes. I, you know, I, Ooh, I, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I like your, your Bing Crosby's and, and whatnot of, of, of Christmas songs and those versions of like, you know, your, you know, your Let It Snows and your, uh, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas and all that stuff. But like you said, like the, some of these songs, You know, come, 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 Emmanuel, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Oh, Holy Night. And um, some of these, uh, they just, the, you can't beat, you just can't beat the melodies and.
4: Yeah. And the lyrics actually have so much weight to them too. They're like, they have this kind of like long vision prophecy. Mm -hmm. It's like, they're, they're hoping for like, a Christmas that's Christmas for everyone. (laughs) It's not just, and take us to heaven to be with me, be be with thee there or whatever. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I have one more thing that came to mind that I can make it super quick. You were talking about Sufjan and Christmas songs and everything. My friend Tamber is a great harpist who Mm -hmm. played on Me Without You's Brother Sun, Sister Moon and a bunch of other stuff like the Chariot. Uh, She's a really cool artist. But several years ago, Sufjan was doing a contest where he asked people to see if they could write a song that he would cover for one of his Christmas albums. Mm. And Tambor wrote a song that she submitted that she still plays. Uh, Sufjan didn't wind up covering it, but I think it's one of the greatest modern Christmas fables mm. that ever exists. Uh, it's just based on a story that her mom told her when she was growing up, but the song is called the Robin Redbreast. And yeah. it's one of those things that like even deconstructed is still really, really beautiful to me. It tells this parable story of a robin, which wouldn't even have been in Bethlehem, but like this robin that's dirty brown and there's a fire by the baby Christ child and the robin flies down to catch the embers on its breast. And then the child blesses the bird and says, this is going to be a way for you to wear your scars as a badge of honor Mm. because you protected me and I want your scars to be a blessing. Mm. So that to me is like... That's still so beautiful. Yeah. That sounds great. I'll have to check that out. Is yeah. there
1: some place people can hear this?
4: Yes. Um, Tambor's page on
2: Bandcamp. Um, com. it looks like. That would probably T-I- be it.
4: T-I-M-B-R-E. Yes. She's incredible. She's cool. really phenomenal. I've played trumpet on a bunch of her stuff, so you'll hear me there, too. It's a little crossover promotion, but mostly <laughs> awesome. listen to it because she's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Thank you guys Whoa. so much for having me. I've taken up way too much time, but no, it's perfect. Great. No, this is how we do it. <laughs> uh, we
2: hope to talk to you again uh, next season, maybe. We'll see. Absolutely. Anytime y'all. All right, buddy. Yeah.
1: Happy holidays.
2: Happy, happy Vessel holidays. Vessel Farts to you. Apple, what was the happy
4: Happy Weasel farts. <laughs> happy Weasel Fart Christmas. Virzals
2: art. Yeah, uh, yes. A
4: very merry Virzals art to you. <laughs> and uh could you hurry, guys? Daddy says there's not much time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best we are the scam you're running
1: sorry sorry daddy
2: oh, I'll <laughs> make, look I'll make, better than she does
1: i'll make i'll make sure to look pretty for you daddy
2: oh boy all right <laughs> <laughs> merry christmas <forever. laughs> merry christmas <laughs> Thank you to Robert Gay. Always fun to talk to him. Um, You know, before we close out this uh, Christmas special, Mm. (laughs) we put something together for you guys that may or may not be a disaster. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, Magpod Nation has given us so much this year we wanted to give back in musical form.
1: That's true. Uh, This is, uh, what are we going to call this, the... <laughs> the, t- the twelve days of Podsmas.
2: Yeah, way. <laughs> so I think that's the natural <laughs> place to go. <laughs> okay, all right. <clears throat> Let's see. I make sure my got the right key here. <laughs> all right, that sounds good. <laughs> on on the first day of Christmas, Magpodnish gave to me a voicemail from a Danny. On the second
1: day of Christmas, <laughs> Magpodnish gave to me two sweet starbursts and a voicemail from a Danny.
2: On the third day of Christmas, Meg Podnish gave to me three Scott Kerr bridges, two sweet heat starbursts, and a voicemail from a Danny. On the
1: fourth day of
2: Christmas,
1: Meg Podnish gave to me four cans of hammies, three Scott Kerr bridges, two sweet heat starbursts, and a voicemail from a Danny.
2: On the fifth day of Christmas, Meg Podnash gave to me five star ratings. Four cans of hammies, three Scott Bridges, two sweet heat starbursts, and a voicemail from a Danny. On the sixth
1: day of Christmas, Meg Podnash gave to me six Greg Taints ranting, five star ratings. Four cans of hammies, three Scott Bridges, two sweet heat starbursts,
2: and a voicemail from a Danny. On the seventh day of Christmas, Mike Padnish gave to me seven-inch panel wiles, six Greg Taint's ranting, five-star ratings, four cans of hammies, three Scott Kerr Bridges, two Sweetheat starburst, and a voicemail from a Danny. <laughs> On the eighth day of Christmas,
1: Mike Padnish gave to me eight Jeremy's, seven-inch panel wiles, six Greg, t- Greg Taint's ranting, five-star ratings. Four cans of hammies, three Scott Kerbridges, bridges, two sweet heat starbursts, and a
2: voicemail from a Danny. On the ninth day of Christmas, Meg Podnish gave to me nine bleeps of bloop and eight germies. Seven, it's Bran Wild, six, Greg Taints ranting, five star ratings. Four cans of hammies, three Scott Kerbridges, bridges, two sweet heat starbursts, and a voicemail from a Danny. On the tenth day of Christmas, Meg
1: Podnish gave to me 10 Roper Reunions, 9 Bleeps of Bloopin', 8 Jeremy, 7 It's Been a While, 6 Greg Paints Ranting, 5 Star Ratings, 4 Cans of Hammies, 3 Scott Kerr Bridges, 2 Sweet Heat Starbursts,
2: and a voicemail from a Danny. On the 11th day of Christmas, Meg Podnish gave to me 11 Frank Tate's rapping, 10 Roper Reunion's 9 Bleep's of bloobing 8 Jermie's 7 It's been a while, 6 Greg Tate's ranting, 5 Star Ratings, 4 cans of hammies 3 Scott Kerr Bridges, 2 Sweet Heat Starbursts And a voicemail from a
1: Danny on the 12th day of Christmas, Meg Podnash gave to me <laughs> 12 chodes of burning, 11 frank tates rapping, 10 rope reunions, 9 bleeps of blooping, 8 Jeremy's, uh 7 it's been a while, 6 Greg Tate's ranting, 5 star ratings, 4 cans of hammies, 3 skocker bridges, 2 sweet heat starbursts. And a voicemail voice mail from, from
0: a a Danny.
2: Danny. <laughs> Danny. Oh, boy. I hope that was <laughs> fun to listen to. Um, oh, man. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> happy holidays. Right. Merry Christmas from mm-hmm. us to you. That's right. Um, Let's hope your chodes aren't a burning this, <laughs> yes. this holiday season.
2: May your may your bleeps be a bloopin', but your chodes not a burning. <laughs> uh, if you wanna if you want to weigh in with your own versions of uh, Christmas carols for MagPod Nation, you can do that at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe if you haven't yet already and give us a rating or a review. Email us at magnified magnifiedpod at
1: gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at
2: 872-762-4763-872-7 Mag Support us at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod, and you can pick up some merch at MagnifiedPod.StoreNV.com. Thanks, as always, to Shadow Producer Jason at Unoriginal Vinyl, and thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios and Danny Larry for our artwork. Well, 2020, it's over, baby. But uh, only for this episode, I guess. We want you to be found enjoying the next episode in year. Yeah. Those bleep's a bloopin', bro.
3: Woo.
2: Bloop a tip, blooper tip, bleep-a tip blooper tip.
3: Slow bells ring, are you listening? I'm listening, Ronnie.
1: what's a what's the new bird
2: <laughs> is there a bird that comes just for winter time
1: i don't know i've always wondered hmm. i don't know what bird what bird is it that we uh, what's the what's the winter bird
2: oh uh, you got you got your snowbirds you got your classic uh uh, people coming
1: people in, uh to to Florida from the from Well I the guess Florida. that's
2: the opposite. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, uh you got your crossbills? Oh Can't sure. Can't forget sure. about them. The northern goshawk?
1: Yeah, that's 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 exactly what I think <laughs> what they're talking about.
2: <laughs> Snowy owl? Okay. Um sort of know. like a head a headwig situation? Yeah. Maybe maybe a pengy in there? Who knows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> get get your penguins, get your get your uh I don't know. You're Harry Potter house.
2: Yeah. Oh, man.
1: Merry
0: <laughs> Christmas, you filthy animals.
3: For more shows like this one, visit
0: rockcandyrecordings.com.